0: Hi everybody, this is Bob Adelman, OTR, Over the Rainbow, Achieving Mental Health for Real. I don't need music, I don't need an introduction today, because this episode is what we do in this podcast. We recover... We examine techniques for recovery, and we and we try to prevent suicide and break this mental health stigma. Tonight's episode is about a little girl in Blackpool, UK. And for the people in UK, I hope that you can help resolve this issue. I'm not going to go into everything because her mother says it better. Um, The link is in the description of the show. I would read it off, but it's too long. Her mother is asking for 10,000 pounds, which is, I'm not sure, I think it's around $15,000. She only has 520 pounds. Amy is a girl that's suffering needlessly through the ineptness of a system that needs to be fixed. It was explained to me that the CAMHS Child and Adolescence Mental Health Service has not had Amy's best interest in mind. The reason I named this the episode the way I did was because they told her that if the cuts are not too deep to take her home and try to watch her and be on suicide watch. Amy is in tremendous severe anxiety depression which I know I was in. I know the, the magnitude of pain, anguish, whatever you want to call it. and the medicines help me. Not everybody needs medicine. Amy does. Amy needs a good psychiatrist and a good mental hospital and that's what her mother's trying to do. Don't take my word for it. Please go into the site and read it. And I'm going to ask you this. In lieu of all the commercials I'm not going to have, please contribute something. Anything. Because I can't think of a better cause than to the mental health of our children It happens in the United States as well. People don't want to use drugs when they have to use drugs. You don't have to stay on the drugs. You have to stabilize and then eat right, exercise, all of that. And she doesn't get the right kind of help soon. One of these days she'll get lucky with the medicine and they won't be able to revive her. If you can't afford a penny, that's okay. Can you afford 20 minutes to send out this link? The link will be in the description. Anyone that wants the link can email me at overtherainbowbob.com. At gmail.com. I will send you the link. You can Google Crowdfinder. Her name is Amy Lucas. She lives in Blackpool, England, United Kingdom. I have another show coming out very soon. But this show. To me, this is the most important one I've done so far. I don't know how far my reach is. I know that people in Australia, UK, but whatever it is, it's not far enough. So coming right up is the interview with Samantha Hudson, mother of Amy Lucas. A girl that's all alone and afraid. And has all worth on her shoulders. And all she wants to do is not have the pain anymore. Please help. Thank you for listening to me. So help me. Help me make a difference. Here's the interview with Samantha Hutch. Hello, Sam. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm okay. Thank you. How are you?
0: You're coming from Blackpool. I'm from UK? Blackpool.
1: Yeah, United okay. Kingdom. Yep.
0: Could you tell us a little about yourself and, and why you're on the show today?
1: Okay, so I'm Sam, um, and I'm talking about my daughter um, who is extremely unwell at the moment. Um, so I just I'm basically campaigning. Um, to raise the funds so that I can give her some private mental health care. Um, she's being failed by our National Health Service at the moment. So, um, So yeah, I'm trying to do all I can yeah, for her at the um, moment.
0: Okay, I, I, I have to explain to everybody. I, I think you mentioned uh, the CMA. What, what's the group that does the child and adolescence support? Oh,
1: so it's yeah, it's uh, CAMS, so it's Child and Adolescent Mental Health Services.
0: Okay, and all right. So just starting from the beginning, your child is now 14, right?
1: Yeah, so she, well, she's 13. Um, be 14, 14. Okay, next when, month.
0: when did problems start showing up that you noticed?
1: So in 2014, um, she started getting we, we noticed that something wasn't quite right. Um, so she was, um, she had very bad separation anxiety. Um, her moods were just up and down all the time. Um, and like they were intense moods. Um, and they'd range sort of from hyper to quite depressed, like within the space of like a couple of minutes. Um, so we did go to the child mental health services um, and she had a bit of therapy um things got a little bit better and it got to the point where she didn't really need their services anymore. Um, so that was in 2014 when it first started.
0: Okay. Um, and then what happened next that you noticed was kind of serious?
1: So um, it came out um, after she left her primary school Um she went into her high school, and after two months of being there, um, she got a, um, a a message over social media, and it was from a girl that was bullying her quite bad at school, um, okay. from a previous school. Um, and she um, basically she disclosed and told me that she'd been sexually abused by this girl.
0: And what age um, was she? Yeah.
1: So at that time she'd have been um about ten, maybe nine or ten. Okay. Um so at the time I just knew that there was bullying going on, so I'd been up to the up to the school and things like that, um, you know, trying to sort it out, but they weren't really very good. Um, but then obviously once she left primary school, um, she was doing really, really well. And then um and then, obviously, once she disclosed all the trauma, um, it just kind of it just kind of triggered.
0: What grade does her primary school go to?
1: Oh, so it goes um, up to year six.
0: Okay, so in, in you have a kindergarten, or it's just so one kin- one to six.
1: So, so kindergarten from what you call it is our reception, um, and that basically goes through year. Um, so they go to nursery, um, which is from the age of three, and then they start at the primary school, um, and that goes from year one to year five.
0: Okay. so um, she,
1: sorry, year six.
0: So she was how old when she got out of primary school?
1: So when she got out of primary school, she was 11.
0: Okay, and at that point, at 11, it wasn't that bad yet?
1: No, no, it was um, no. When she first left the primary school and went to a high school, she was doing really, really well. Um, you know, she was like a new girl. She she was doing a makeup. She was doing the social media videos, and she was having lots of friends, and she was really, really great up until the disclosure about the abuse, and then it just like her life just turned upside down.
0: How did you find out about it?
1: So, um, the girl, she got in touch with her over social media uh-huh. um the girl that did, that caused the abuse. Um, and she said that she was going to go to Amy's school, um, to a new school. So my daughter started panicking and, you know, she was saying, no mum, that can't happen. Um, and I said, it's okay. You know, the bullying days are over. You've got your own friends, that kind of thing. And she said, no, she said, it's not just that and then she told me um so that's that's how it came out
0: um was she bullied by anyone else or just this one girl
1: just this one girl
0: all right and do you want to go into any, anything more about what she did or no uh
1: no not really okay. to be honest to be honest she hasn't really she hasn't dealt with it yet right. so she hasn't told me anything um you know she she's told me Kind of that she d- touched her in horrible places, but she hasn't gone into any detail of what any, any, th- any further thing on from that.
0: OK, so what happened next? Uh, did she wind up in the school?
1: So what happened is so we basically once she told me about everything, we basically had to get the police involved get social our social services involved um because it needed to be looked into um because this girl she's actually she she's been in foster care for years i don't know if she still is but she was in foster care um and we thought that if she can do it to my daughter, then she could be doing it to other girls as well. Okay. Um, so we got the police involved, all that, um, and they actually made it so that she wasn't allowed to go to Amy's school. Um, okay. So that, that's that's where that ended up. Um, but Amy never went back to her high school anyway.
0: Okay, so uh, what uh, up to then... Was she diagnosed as having anything?
1: Yeah, so she'd got, um, it was attachment disorder. Um, Yeah, attachment disorder by that point. Um, And then at at the point where all this came out, she then started to hallucinate and she was hearing voices and and all that kind of thing. Was she
0: on any drugs at all?
1: No, not up. In, no, not until that point. Okay.
0: So, she, what kind of hallucinations did she have?
1: So she started seeing. Um, she started seeing the girl that had done things to her, um, and then she started to see. Um, she she would always see a specific man, um, and he would kind of be holding weapons. Um, and it was to the point where she would like be cowering in a corner and screaming and oh my God. and shouting because, like, obviously she, we couldn't see what she was seeing, but she was absolutely just petrified. No,
0: no. So, I'm sorry. Uh, Blackpool is uh, what kind a of neighborhood is it?
1: So Blackpool, well, we're on we're we're a seaside town, right? Um, so by the sea, and um, it. <sighs> It depends what part of Blackpool. There's some very, very nice areas in Blackpool, uh-huh. um, and there's some very not-so-nice areas. Um,
0: uh, where was the school at? The not-so-nice? It...
1: No, no, it was quite in quite in a good place, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, because we, we live in quite a good area, so... All
0: right. Yeah. So you said she had hallucinations, and did that happen a lot? Or just yeah, at night? It,
1: no, no, it was all the time.
0: Okay. And so, what did you do next?
1: Uh, so we had to go back to the children's services, to the mental health services. Um, they got involved again. Um, she started self-harming.
0: Yeah, she I, she, that she
1: I, I read that she
0: she cuts. She's a cutter, right?
1: Yeah, she's a cutter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she was at, at that point she was cuss, she was starting to cut um, and and then she was and then she was starting to do um like pictures so she'd be drawing pictures of her with blood all over and oh my God. with knives and
0: was uh, she in a counselor at the time somebody that she could talk to about no, this no that's that's
1: what that's what we needed to be referred back to the children's mental health services for okay. um so, obviously, we were then on a waiting list to be seen by a counsellor um, and a therapist. Okay. So, at, th- at this point, we were basically just trying to manage it. Um, so, all these new symptoms were coming out, uh, and it was a case of just trying to manage it.
0: When's the first um, time that you noticed that she was cutting? You just saw her bleeding? The-
1: um, no, I just noticed sort of scratches on her arm. At first, it did. At first, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't anything major. It was like a few scratches here and there. Um, she was also banging her head on the wall as well, so she got a bruise on her head all the time. Um,
0: because you said she had dissociative disorder, what were some of the symptoms that she had?
1: That- so. Do you mean the attachment disorder? I'm
0: sorry, the attachment disorder. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, do you mean like early on?
0: Yeah, her first problem was the attachment disorder. Yeah.
1: So yeah. So during yeah. So during her younger years from 2014, she was they they was when she was suffering with the mood swings and the separation anxiety um, and. Going from sort of hyper to depression, in in a very short time. Um, they were the they were the symptoms before everything else started.
0: Okay. Um, was this before on. or after the father left?
1: So, um, her dad, uh, he he didn't leave until, um, she had. She hasn't had problems with her dad up until last year. Okay. Um, so before, up until last year, she still had her dad.
0: Okay. Um, so did she take any medicine?
1: No. No, they didn't put her on any medication at that point.
0: Okay. Uh, but she was seeing a psychiatrist?
1: Yeah, so she saw a psychiatrist um, and they decided that she needed to go uh to a mental health unit okay um because she'd got that depressed um and the hallucinations and the voices and everything so they that, so they sem- didn't,
0: hallucinations didn't happen until the, the the girl threatened to come to her school,
1: yeah, so two two thousand and eighteen it was yeah. Um, So at that point, she was then sent to the mental health unit um, and she was there for six months.
0: Okay. And did she improve or?
1: Yeah, she came out um, a lot better than how she went in. Um, But during the time that she was there, she still managed to self-harm, still managed to self-harm, managed to run away um, from the unit. Um, okay. There was, but she, she did come out better than when she went in.
0: Was she put on any medication then?
1: At that point, no. Okay. So still did, not Did on they any have medication. a
0: reason why she wasn't on medication?
1: So was- our, psych, our psychiatrist, um, our child psychiatrist, they're not always open to trying medication. Okay. Um, so it's it's a case of you literally have to scream and shout to get anywhere, um, which just seems absolutely ridiculous because it's medication that can help. Right. Um, but, yeah, so it's a case of we had to scream and shout just to get us some medication.
0: Okay. What was she finally prescribed? Do you remember?
1: So she was put on antidepressants. Um, okay. And also, she had a lot of trouble sleeping, so they put her on some sleep meds as well. Okay. Um. So that that did help, and it lifted her mood, um, quite a bit. But that's not the only problem. Depression isn't the only problem.
0: Okay. You said she had ADHD as
1: well. So they are still testing for ADHD. Um. Again psychiatrists aren't very clear on anything Um, so one psychiatrist thought that she'd got ADHD the next one didn't agree with it Mm. Um, so it's just yeah I have ADHD
0: so I I have a lot of different ailments that's why I started this podcast Um, so I know exactly almost exactly how she must be going through a lot of anguish yeah Um, Yeah. and mental pain is very bad yeah. Um, I know if you cut that produces endorphins, so it's sort of like yeah. a drug. Um, so go on, you were saying that she was hallucinating and cutting, and mm-hmm. so what was being done about that?
1: Um, so at that time, they tried. They tried to start therapy. Um, but she couldn't go through the therapy because she wasn't in a stable place enough to do it, so her head wasn't straight enough to do it. Um, And it's been exactly the same as that for the last two years now. Um, You know, I've been saying to them over and over again, she needs the therapy, but she needs a head to be in a better space so that she can do the therapy.
0: Well, they told Um, you to take her home and treat her even though she was cutting,
1: yeah. So what they do, um, basically, if they, if, if because they they know that self-harming and cutting is so um, common with people with mental illness, um, they basically say, um, if if they're not, if the cuts aren't deep, and that they're not needing specific medical attention, um, or they're not life-threatening, then you have to manage it at home. Oh my
0: God, that's yeah. That's, that's very poor. That's how, um, that, yeah.
1: And you said she had she had tick. yeah, ticks. Yeah, so she got ticks. So when she was in hospital last year, the end of year, end of last year, yeah, she started um, with ticks. So like Tourette's, um, and she has both motor and vocal. So um, at that point, she was. Um, she started to punch herself, she was kicking, she was screaming, she was, you know, she was in a lot of distress.
0: And, and um, at, at that point when she was in a lot of distress, what medicines was she taking? Was it just the antidepressants? Just the
1: antidepressants, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's not right. No. Okay, so what happened next?
1: Um. So between her coming out of the mental health unit back in 2018 um obviously she came out a little bit better and then she was stable for not stable but doing better for a few months and then it started getting really bad again so then she was in and out of hospital all last year and then that's when the tick started in december um and then this year um, the overdose has started so she's had four maybe five overdoses what did she
0: take she, she,
1: so she takes she takes her antidepressants oh. um but what she does is that she's Amy's very clever when it comes to self-harm and that kind of thing um she she got to a point where she was sort of having a medication and she trickier thinking that that she'd taken it but she's hid it under a tongue or something and she's spat it out afterwards and she'd basically collect them all up for a certain amount of time and then just take them all um she was doing that with a sleep medication as well um yeah she she well, does anything what was anything. the
0: medication if
1: I can ask Do you so she on she well she's still on melatonin
0: Melatonin. Okay. Um, yeah, she needed to be on something more than just me you know, antidepressant. So
1: Definitely.
0: Yeah. When you when you talk to the doctors and the people at the mental hospital, what do they tell you?
1: So they won't they won't they won't um, accept the referral to go back as an inpatient to the mental health unit. So at the moment, the only care that she's got is um, our children's mental health services who aren't seeing her at all at the moment because she's on the hospital ward. Um, And we did have a psychiatrist appointment booked, but they cancelled it. Um,
0: How long did you have to wait for that?
1: So, for the psychiatrist, um, not too long because she's quite in crisis, yeah. Um, we didn't have to wait too long to book to have an appointment booked, but the appointment that we did have booked they cancelled and then they had no and then she left and then they had no psychiatrist.
0: Oh, boy. So, why is she in the hospital now?
1: So, she's in the hospital now for an overdose, oh. um. So she went into the hospital for an overdose, which was four weeks ago, four weeks ago. Um, and I said that I wanted a referral put in into the mental health patient unit um, because obviously she's just struggling that much. Um, we was seen by a psychi- by that psychiatrist on the children's ward at the hospital. And she said that right now Amy isn't safe out of hospital, and that she should be admitted to the mental health unit instead. Um, And then that referral was sent over, and then they rejected that referral. On what Um,
0: grounds did they reject it?
1: So they rejected it on the grounds of they don't want her um, to become too dependent on the unit because she needs to develop skills, um, skills to... Um, to cope by herself and also that she does it that they um they're worried about her picking self-harm ideas up from other children um but oh she goes to, she goes to a mental health school so that happens anyway right, um right. I mean so, she,
0: she knows what she's doing I mean she yeah. doesn't have to learn anything I mean
1: no she sounds great
0: not. um Cutting's a terrible thing, but it—it's it, it it's, she's having a lot of pain, and yeah. she's not getting treated properly.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, you're making a case for not having universal health care, like we do. We have our own health care in the states, and you know when you want to see somebody, they treat you because the insurance pays for it. But yeah. it sounds to me like uh, you're getting the runaround. On a 14-year-old child.
1: Yes, and, and that's exactly what it is.
0: I don't understand. What is your recourse? Is there anything you can do? Like, is there a judge or something that can demand that she be put in a mental hospital?
1: So at the moment, I've got um, I've got a solicitor. So I've gone for right, legal advice.
0: Solic- solicitor uh, is a um, judge, uh, a lawyer, right?
1: A lawyer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this is our lawyer. So I've got um I've now got legal advice and legal representation. Um, and who obviously they agree one hundred percent that this is all just wrong. You know, a fourteen year old girl is made being made to suffer like she is and it's just it's just disgusting. So um they're sort of on board at the moment. Um And so, how are the solicitors?
0: Are they good? I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, I've only just started, they've only just started working with me. So, um, over the past few days, I think probably from Monday, and they seem really good. Um, and we're having a meeting on Monday to discuss sort of where we go with court proceedings and, and things like that. Um, he's very concerned, obviously, because she's only 14 and she's just not getting the care that she needs and she's at risk. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely moving in a better direction than what it was without the, without the lawyer.
0: Okay. Do you have to pay for the lawyer or?
1: No. So it's, it goes on like, um, on a no win, no fee basis. I don't know if you have that. Yeah, we do. Yes. Yeah. So it's on a no win, no fee basis.
0: Okay, uh, and how long do they think it would take to have a hearing and all that? To get, to I
1: honestly get don't know. Hopefully I'll find out more on Monday. Okay. Um, but the, th- the thing is, is that um, even if they do overturn the decision of her not being accepted to the inpatient unit, um, I don't really want her going there because with we've had all of this sort of drama and issues that they won't accept her in the first place. I would feel that. Yeah, exactly. I would feel that if they, if they did go, that if she did go there, then it wouldn't be beneficial to her because it would just be uncomfortable and it'd be like, well, they didn't really want her there in the first place. So yeah. So at the moment, as it stands, um, she's still in hospital um, she self harms constantly. She has to be handcuffed, um, pinned down because when she's in so much distress, um, she has to be watched.
0: And that doesn't help her. I mean,
1: no, um, she's completely how, how in the wrong about, place.
0: Um, any kind of Xanax or Valium or anything like that, do they offer that?
1: They, they won't give anything. They will not give anything, this is why I'm having to go private. Because why?
0: Why, why would they give her this?
1: For some reason, they just don't like giving medication to children. Okay. Um, that's just what they do. But the the problem is also is that with our psychiatrists, you can get one psychiatrist that will put them on medication and then another psychiatrist that will decide that they don't need to be on that medication and take them off it.
0: She should be on Xanax or Klonopin or Valium or something.
1: Yeah. It's ridiculous. I know
0: her pain. I felt her pain for six months. I was a basket case. And without the Xanax, I would have been cutting. Of course she's cutting. That's our only relief
1: my argument with them is that obviously because i've got i've had mental illness all my life yeah, and i've got board, i've got borderline personality disorder oh. um, and i based everything that she is going through i went through um, and my argument with them is that that i recognize that and the medication that helps me if that helps me then i would rather them try something like that because at the moment her she's just not having a life, a childhood is just ruined. um I've said, you know if if there's medication that can help her, then put her on it um and you do you, you have to fight them for it and it's just it's wrong.
0: yeah I, I hear that I mean I, I was reading that it's like that for a lot of children you were saying.
1: Yep, so all there's so many families um that are going through it. And the thing is is that the that CAMS, um, the Children Mental Health Service, they are meant to be the ones that help families um and that support families and you actually get we're actually at the point where we hate speaking to them because they don't help and they,
0: they're snobby
1: that they're just absolutely awful it's just an awful service and it's it's you know it's one of them that you dread seeing them because like if if the ch- there's so many children that are getting admitted to the hospital as in like for the the just our normal hospital um and there's so many children getting admitted there for mental health obviously they're not mental health trained at the hospital but there's so many kids Going in with self harm, overdoses. Um, there's just absolutely every yeah. time my daughter is in there, there's always other children in there for you, suicide you, attempts, self harm.
0: Okay, okay. She just she you did school at home, or how did that work over there?
1: So she can't. She has very. She can't stay still for long and she can't concentrate for long.
0: Oh, she goes to um, a special school, okay.
1: Yeah, so she goes to the special school um, which she manages about two hours a day um, but she's hardly there. Yeah. She's hardly there. She's literally got no education whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't know what to tell you. I mean I, I you know, I put the word out to about couple thousand people. I hope they they do something and the radio show gave you some money. Um, so tell, tell us what we can do to help her.
1: At the moment, um, just the support is amazing, even just support from people off social media that don't know us and that are sort of like oh, my God, I can't believe you're going through that. You know, I'm so sorry. And I've had so many people send me messages and be like, you know, if you want to talk, then – and it's just really, really nice. Um, so that that is more that I, than I can ask for. Um, I just really need people to keep sharing the link um, because, obviously, I it, it is about I need to raise the money for Amy's care. Um, I need to raise the money for psychiatrists.
0: Um, Tell us how that works. You would get a private psychiatrist?
1: Yeah. So because um, because our children's mental health services, um, I, I don't even know what they're doing anymore. Um, so I said, obviously, I want to get a private psychiatrist. And a private psychiatrist is um, about £600 for a, a consultation. Oh, my God. Um Yeah, so obviously I need to raise a lot of money, but also she needs to go through hope, and I'm hoping that that will give her the medication that she needs.
0: Yeah, I Um, think it's about eight hundred, nine hundred dollars for people listening in the states.
1: Yeah, so it is a lot of money, and then obviously I need to get then book her through therapy, and that's going to be a number of sessions. I've got no idea for how long. Um. So it, it is just a case of getting her private care because the National Health Service of our country just will not help her. And it's got to the point where I don't think she will make it past her 16th birthday. Um, If they, you know, if I don't do something, then my daughter will not last a few, it's, you um, know. It's you, just-
0: your goal £10,000, Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I'll get to it, but um, anything will help right now. Just absolutely anything.
0: Yeah. Um, so if anybody's listening, within the time, it's July 29th. Yeah. If, you, if do you know the the link? I mean, I'll put it in the description, but do you have it memorized?
1: Um. No? no, I'm not too sure on the link. <sighs>
0: okay. Uh, her name is Amy. You want to give her name or no? Her last name?
1: Oh, it's Amy Lucas.
0: Okay. Amy Lucas. And yeah. uh I sent out to everybody I know, I sent out uh, the link. So if you the do link. get it, share it and give, and give some money, just whatever you can, 5 $10. There's no commercials on this show, so <laughs> this is the only commercial you're going to have um because something has to be done to help her and probably a lot of other children is, yeah. is, there, is there any organization that's willing to you know try to straighten that, the situation out or
1: at the moment um there's a, there's a lot of campaigns to try and get mental health services looked into Um, but it doesn't seem to be doing any good. Um, I'm sure I heard the other day someone told me um, that the head of Children's Mental Health Services had actually said um, that they are getting enough funding and, uh, you know, they are having all the resources that they need, but then there's people like us that are going through it and we're saying, no, that is not the case at all. Children are suffering, so you know they aren't getting enough yeah, funding it's, uh, and... it's
0: unbelievable because i i know she would do a lot better on genetics i was on yeah. it when i went through my depression i just i feel so bad for her i don't uh, i don't know what else i can do i i will put this out to everybody who's listening thank you within that time frame uh, i've gotten up to 200 people in a month or two that listen. I actually made the UK top 50 (laughs) one time. Oh, right. Yeah, it was uh, about someone had bipolar one. Um, But, yeah, I mean, is there anything else that you want to say that we haven't covered that would be important, you think? No, just...
1: Just that um, that our our mental health services for children needs to be addressed. And, that,
0: um, and that's the what do they call them again?
1: So it's see, it's ch- children and adolescent mental health services.
0: That's um, they're they're dropping the ball. So I don't know if people in the UK can can do anything about that. If you do listen to this broadcast. Maybe just I don't know what you guys do to to help yourself in this area um, like here we w- we would call our senator or attorney general or something
1: um, so we've we've got um so I've been to the media so our main news um, channel they're going to they're going to be covering it oh that's good um, so they're coming to do an interview within the next couple of weeks oh that's great. Um, yeah so a couple of um a couple of newspapers are going to put it out okay. um so yeah so i think it is going to make a difference yeah i think there's some hope um, there
0: that's good yeah I definitely cuz i mean i really think she can recover from this uh you know she, she can. has to go if, through the psychotherapy for ptsd did they ever look into i i don't know if you're for or against it but they have something called ECT. Are you familiar with that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did, did they ever look into doing that for her? Because... they've,
1: they've Honestly, they've not looked into anything. Yeah. Um, the only thing that they look into and that they keep trying to drill into everybody's heads is therapy. It's like they think that therapy will fix everything.
0: And, and that's completely messed up. It
1: is. Yeah, it's just, you it's know... An
0: inherited, and he, I mean, mine was. I'm no different than anybody else. I just got unlucky with this, and she got yeah. very unlucky. Yeah. And she's in a wrong place, too, uh, because if she was in the States and she was my daughter, she would be treated. Um, but I understand that it's... it's <laughs> There's walls that people don't care. That's the problem. No. They don't care. And I faced no. many a psychiatrist that didn't care, and it's disgusting, and I hate to even think about it. I I really feel for you and your daughter. Uh, does she have siblings?
1: Yeah, so she's got a brother, um, my son. Um, he actually moved out in December because he couldn't cope with right. everything that was going on. And um, her
0: father is, is out, right? He's-
1: yeah, so her dad, um, who has brought her up from being 10 months old, um, who is my my son's dad, um, for some reason him him and his whole family have just decided that they don't want anything to do with her.
0: Convenient,
1: yeah. Okay. And it's obviously got to the point where she's so unwell and she's too much of an inconvenience. So they've just... So she's got all that trauma to go through and it's just devastating.
0: Now, they had to pump her stomach this time out in the hospital? Pardon? Did they have to pump her stomach? You said she overdosed?
1: Yeah, no, they didn't have to do it. Okay. No, they... Because
0: Terrible, I mean.
1: Yeah, she she went on a drip and things like
0: that. Um, so, she's, so she's resting now at the hospital.
1: Yeah, she's at the hospital. Well, I yeah. certainly
0: hope that you get help quickly. And I don't know, you know, you make a good case for not getting universal health care in the States <laughs> yeah. uh, because that wouldn't happen here. Um, yeah they love to put young medicine here <laughs> uh, yeah. and if you want it they'll do it I mean they don't put all children on but as an adult you would get it and she's yeah. almost an adult so
1: mm. yeah yeah
0: all right well that I won't keep you any longer I, thank you for taking the time out I'm gonna put this show together as quickly as I can so at least people can listen to it and maybe uh they'll go to the link and you know throwing a couple of bucks, whatever they have, brilliant! To, that's to, great to help you guys. I wish you all great. luck in the world. I, I wish there was more I can do. If there is, no. let me know. You know where I am. Uh, yeah, no, it's
1: fantastic. I, I,
0: I, so I put much. out like a 2000 contacts that I have, they all got the message. So
1: that's great. If they read Thank the
0: story, so I hope they. If each one gets five bucks, that that'd be great. Thank so, you. Or five yeah, pounds. <laughs> yeah. All right. How are you holding up? I know you said you have problems.
1: Yeah. Um. So my mental health at the moment is just
0: secondary. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't—it doesn't matter. And once I've got, once I've got Amy sorted and in a place of safety, then I think that's when I can just break down. And I can just go, right, okay, I need to sort myself out now. Um, yeah. While she's so poorly as she is, it's just like, yeah, I just have to.
0: EMDR keep- is the name of the procedure. Have you heard of it? EMDR. No. I'll send you a message. It's it's okay. it's a PTSD treatment that they use. It's kind of new. Not a lot of people have heard about it. Uh, but it has something to do with re- making it reoccur but in a safe environment where yeah. they can process it
1: yeah you know,
0: that's probably would do her wonders but yeah, uh, I, I wish you all luck in the world and thank you so much for being on this show
1: thank you thank you
0: that's Samantha Hudson a brave woman trying to save a child I'm going to appeal one more time to at least share the link. It's in the description. If you write mad over the rainbow at gmail.com I'll send you the link. It's in my Facebook page. It's in my Twitter page. It's in my Instagram page. Okay. But... I'm not going to keep you any longer because it's been a long show. I really appreciate you listening to me. If you did finish listening, um, my Twitter feed is over the ring one bell. Facebook and Instagram. Please search for OTR dash achieving mental health for real. I don't have the heart to take out over the rainbow. In a couple of days, maybe in a day or two, I'm going to release another episode with uh, Shane Campbell. It's going to be called Island Girl. And she's a very spiritual person. I thought the episode was terrific. And I have a couple other episodes in the oven. So um, i gonna probably put a, put a lot out in August. Okay, I'm going to let you go because I talked too long. Thank you so much for listening. Please go to crowdfunder page for Amy Lucas and either share it or donate. She's. 9,000 something off. She needs 9,500 dollars. Or pounds. Sorry. Okay. That's the end of the show. All the music. And I'll see you guys soon. our next episode. Island girl.